as someone who's been through the ups and downs of a weight loss journey, I understand the frustrations. Counting calories while pushing through workouts, it's exhausting. That's why if I had the opportunity to try Row Body, I'd be all in. Why? Because Row Body offers access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market alongside personalized lifestyle changes. And as I'm quite a homebody, I love how you can sign up online. So no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's R-O dot C-O slash snoozecast. designed to help you fall asleep. Find us on snoozecast.com. Follow us on Instagram at snoozecast to find behind the scenes content. If you enjoy our show, please write a review on the Apple Podcasts app. Also, share us with a friend. If you'd like to get an email once a week with upcoming sleep stories and other news, subscribe to the newsletter at snoozecast.com. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by A Mother's Love. Tonight, we shall read the next chapter to Peter Pan, the 1911 novel by J.M. Barrie. If you'd like to start this story from the beginning, you can find the first episode aired on March 20th, 2019. An easy way to listen to this continuing story in order is at snoozecast.com slash series. When we left off, Wendy and Peter end up on Marooner's Rock with the tide coming in after a fight with the pirates. They are both too weak to swim to shore or fly home. The tide is getting higher and higher on the rock. Suddenly, Michael and John's kite drifts across the rock. The kite is too small to lift them both. So Peter tells Wendy to grab on and let it carry her home, sacrificing himself. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Take a few deep breaths. Chapter 9 The Neverbird The last sound Peter heard before he was quite alone were the mermaids retiring 
one by one to their bedchambers under the sea. He was too far away to hear their doors shut, but every door in the coral caves where they live rings a tiny bell when it opens or closes, as in all the nicest houses on the mainland, and he heard the bells. Steadily, the waters rose till they were nibbling at his feet, and to pass the time until they made their final gulp, he watched the only thing on the lagoon. He thought it was a piece of floating paper, perhaps part of the kite, and wondered idly how long it would take to drift ashore. Presently, he noticed as an odd thing that it was undoubtedly out upon the lagoon with some definite purpose, for it was fighting the tide and sometimes winning. And when it won, Peter, always sympathetic to the weaker side, could not help clapping. It was such a gallant piece of paper. It was not really a piece of paper. It was the Neverbird making desperate efforts to reach Peter on the nest. By working her wings in a way she had learned since the nest fell into the water, she was able to some extent to guide her strange craft. But by the time Peter recognized her, she was very exhausted. She had come to save him, to give him her nest, though there were eggs in it. I rather wonder at the bird, for though he had been nice to her, it also sometimes tormented her. I can suppose only that, like Mrs. Darling and the rest of them, she was melted because he had all his first teeth. She called out to him what she had come for, and he called out to her what she was doing there. But of course, neither of them understood the other's language. In fanciful stories, people can talk to the birds freely, and I wish for the moment I could pretend that this were such a story and say that Peter replied intelligently to the Neverbird, but truth is best, and I want to tell you only what really happened. Well, not only could they not understand each other, but they forgot their manners.